This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am delighted to be with you today. How's it going? We are in the thick of what finally feels like summer. A few weeks ago, it was Memorial Day and it was rainy and cold. It was like 50 degrees and raining for think like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then on Monday, Memorial Day, it was gorgeous outside. I want to say it was probably like high 60s, low 70s, that like perfect weather where you could wear a jacket, but you don't have to wear a jacket and you're not too hot. And I was so grateful. (laughs) So that particular weekend, my husband was working on Saturday and Sunday, and I was stuck at home with the kids in cold, dreary, rainy weather. And again, my kids are five and seven, so you can imagine what it's like to be kind of cooped up in the house with a five and seven-year-old, and it was tough. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, it was tough. So as soon as I saw the weather forecast that it was going to be nice on Monday, I made all the plans for Monday. I was like, I don't care what we do, but we have to be outside as much as possible with these kids running them around. And we did just that. So my husband planned for us to go to our local park, which is an amazing local park. And Every other family had the same idea. And our park has mini golf and a huge playground and these little paddle boats that look like enormous ducks. And there was an ice cream truck as well. So this is like heaven for me, (laughs) heaven for the kids. And we did all the things. We did it all. We bought it all. And we had such an incredible time. Now, let me be honest, right? Like five and seven, it wasn't a perfect time. There were meltdowns. There was crying. There was you know, I want to go over here, but I want to go over there. There was my son who's five, who just was not at all interested in mini golf and certainly not interested in going in the stepwise progression that we were supposed to go in. So, you know, it was real life, but it was also amazing. And I loved it. I loved it for a lot of different reasons. One, because I had been a little bit miserable a few days before. And so this contrast of one, all of us being together, 
all of us being outside, enjoying the sunshine and beautiful weather, surrounded by other families who were enjoying it, really meant a lot to me. And it did so much to lift my mood. And the kids had a good time. They had an amazing time. It was literally the highlight of my daughter's week where she couldn't stop talking about it to everybody that she met. So why do I tell you this story? Because it's relevant, of course, to your marriage. And today we're going to be talking about what it means to love your marriage again. And this is a lofty title, right? The title of this podcast is pretty high stakes, right? Like loving your marriage again, not just having a decent marriage or an okay marriage or liking your marriage, but like loving your marriage. And as I think about the weekend that we had, part of why I loved it so much has to do with the principles and the ideas I'm going to be sharing with you today. So I've already given you one, right? It wasn't perfect. There were problems, there were issues, there were attitudes, there were moments, but the overall experience was amazing. It was the experience I wanted to be having, that my children wanted to be having, that my husband wanted to be having. It also came on the heels of some pretty turbulent days prior to. I was exhausted being home with the kids by myself, cooped up, not even able to go run and expend some energy outside. So the same can be the case for you in your journey to loving your marriage again. That is because loving your marriage again is a mindset And it is not dependent on the circumstances being perfect. I'm going to say that again. Loving your marriage is a mindset that is not dependent on the circumstances being perfect. This is hard for those of us, myself included, who have a brain that leans towards perfectionism. (laughs) right? You like for things to look a certain way. You like for things to be a certain way. And when life, marriage, your husband does not meet your expectations, it feels very disappointing. And it feels like something you can't be happy about, right? There's that like nagging tug in your brain that's like, this is okay, but it would be so much better if only then fill in the blank with all of the things that would meet your expectations and get you closer to this perfect image that you have in your mind. But I want to offer you some specific sort of ideas and concepts and ingredients, if you will, that will help you love your marriage again without the circumstances needing to be perfect, okay? I want you to just get that in your mind. Like you can love your marriage without it being perfect, without it looking like those Hallmark movies, without it looking like what you see on Instagram, without it looking like what you imagine other people who have better marriages 
what their marriages are, right? So there are seven ideas, seven ingredients that I want to introduce you to. And as you listen, what I want you to be listening for is where is your work first, right? I don't want you to get overwhelmed by all seven and like try to start doing work on all seven. I just want you to identify the one that resonates most with you, that your soul is saying this is the one to start with, okay? So the first thing in terms of an ingredient essential for loving your marriage again is being committed to the marriage and not questioning if you're staying or leaving. I know. I know when it's not going the way you want, it calls everything into question, right? But again, we're trying to work ourselves out of this perfectionistic mentality and find where we can love the marriage. And part of loving the marriage is being committed to the marriage, right? Now, again, this is for the majority of people who listen to this podcast, who are in marriages that are not destructive, that are not toxic, that are not abusive. So I want to be very clear. If you find yourself in one of those situations, this is not the conversation that I'm having, right? This is the conversation for the wife who is feeling like her husband's not helping out enough, or he's not present enough, or he's not romantic enough, or he's not giving enough time and attention, he's not communicating enough, he's not sensitive enough, emotionally responsive enough, right? They're not spending enough time together, they're feeling like roommates and are not connecting. If any of those are your situation, part of the necessary elements to loving the marriage that you have is being committed to the marriage that you have and not questioning whether you should stay or leave. Now, let me be very honest and transparent here. Those thoughts are still going to come. If you're having those thoughts and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can take this. I don't know if this is going to work out. I want you to know nothing is going wrong. Like, We're all going to have those thoughts from time to time. But when you are committed, you allow those thoughts to come and you allow those thoughts to go. It's almost like, oh, there's that thought again, making me question if I want to stay in this marriage. Instead of focusing all your attention and going down that road with that thought, you just gently remind yourself, oh, no, I've already decided I'm staying. I'm committed. Right. So when you are grounded and anchored in your decision that you want to be in the marriage, that you want to love the marriage, that you're going to do the work to love the marriage, then those thoughts can come and it doesn't take you off course. So for some of you, that may be where you really need to start is really digging into your roots of commitment to the marriage that you have right now. Okay. The second thing I want to introduce you to is the idea of taking the good with the bad and consciously deciding to accept and love your husband. This is in our vows for better, for worse. 
And when we look at all of us as human beings, we all have amazing and wonderful and attractive qualities, and we all have challenging and hard and annoying qualities. And when you've been together for a while, and it seems like the ratio of the good to bad has been tipped in the wrong direction, it is very easy to then begin to judge your husband, to reject your husband, to tell yourself he's not the right person for you and that you don't really want to be with him. But when you are committed to the marriage and you are in this journey and creating the experience of loving your marriage again, you consciously decide to take the good and the bad. It's not settling. It's just seeing him for who he is and being able to love and appreciate what's amazing about him while also accepting and knowing that it just comes with the package, the things that are sort of challenging for you. Okay. So you're consciously doing that. You're not just letting it happen to you. You're consciously balancing out your thinking that whenever you find something about him that you don't really like, you're also building evidence for the things you do like and why those are important. Okay. The third ingredient is to be able to recognize your differences and know how to work with them. Here's the fascinating thing. When you first got together, all you saw were the similarities, right? Like, oh, we like the same things. We like to spend our time in the same ways. We love talking to each other about these kinds of topics. When I'm feeling sad, he's able to lift me up. When he's feeling sad, I'm able to lift him up. It just felt like you were like the perfect lock and key. Then over time... Once the like initial like infatuation and romantic love phase wears out, you then become almost hyper-focused on the differences as you have to make decisions together, as you have to parent together, as you have to negotiate and manage different aspects of your life. It's like, oh, wait, he's approaching this in a very different way than I would. Okay, he has this set of habits that are like contrary to the habits that I have. And when a marriage breaks down, it's because you're looking at those differences as wrong. You're judging each other for the ways that you are different rather than seeing how those differences are necessary to make your marriage work, right? So even in my own marriage, right, my husband is a big saver. He loves to save. I don't love to save. I like to spend my money on things that bring me joy, (laughs) right? And for a long time, this was an issue for us where I wanted him to like to spend money in the ways that I like to spend money. And he wanted me to save in the ways that he liked to save. But when we can see those differences as like, he's not wrong and I'm not wrong, then we just figure out how to have both of those things coexist together and have them work together to create a better experience for both of us, right? This is possible for you 
And whatever difference feels like the big elephant in the room between you and your husband right now. Okay. Those differences do not have to be a problem unless you make them a problem. You can absolutely make them work. Okay. The next, which is number four, is to consciously choose to see the best in your husband. This is not always easy to do, right? Our minds like to find things that are wrong. It's just a negative negativity bias that all brains have. But when you want to love your marriage, that means you have to have more positive thoughts, more loving thoughts, more approving thoughts about your husband than negative ones. Right? So this is even extending taking the good with the bad to, yes, there's good and there's bad. And I consciously choose to spend the majority of my time thinking about the good. I remember when I first got with my husband, like when we were dating and even early into our marriage, it was so easy for me to just think about how amazing he was. Like, I loved doing that. I would like listen to music and just be all in my loving feelings and just, you know, just think so many wonderful things about him. And that felt amazing. And I loved being his girlfriend. I loved being his fiance. I loved being his wife. And then things started to happen, right? As with all marriages. And I wasn't focused on those things as much anymore. I was focused more on what I didn't like and how he wasn't meeting my expectations. And that made me feel horrible. And that made me show up in not so great ways to create a lot of challenges in the marriage, right? So the way to overcome this is to intentionally spend time like literally carving out time in your day to think positively about your husband. It is worth doing this. You will feel amazing. You will love your marriage so much more when you're thinking the best about him. Number five, this ingredient is so important. And it's the idea that marriage is a place where you embrace your own personal growth. I know we have been sold (laughs) the idea that marriage is about being happy. And yes, it is. But the pathway to being happy is when you are in alignment with your happiest and best self. The way that you become your happiest and best self is by growing into that person. And that comes with recognizing what are the parts within you that are creating unhappiness, right? Is it that you have a really strong negativity bias and you're focused so much on things that are going wrong? Is it that you're totally impatient Is it that you have really, really high, almost impossible expectations? Where is your growth? What would make you a better person? Marriage is the 
sort of environment where you get to meet that experience head on. And the more you can embrace that, the more you can look forward to your marriage helping you grow and showing you what your work is, the more you'll love your marriage. Like you won't fight those challenging moments because you're like, oh, this is just my growth. Could you imagine just being excited for your growth where it's like, oh, I keep getting triggered by this. Perfect. Let's go. Let's grow. I want you to just play around with that actually being possible for you, right? Number six is this idea that you want to be present to the moments that are perfect and joyous and soak them in. Because not every minute of every day of your marriage is horrible. There are moments, maybe even hours, maybe even a full day where things are actually perfect. And I know when I was working on cultivating a sense of presence and joy in my own life, one of the things that I did was literally just get present to moments where things were exactly how I wanted them to be. And I would tell myself, right now, everything is perfect. I did this a lot with my children, where everyone was like eating dinner quietly and enjoying the food, or everyone was sleeping soundly and comfortably, or we were all playing and engaged in something that was just so fun. I would soak it in and tell myself like, right now, this moment is perfect. Everyone I love is with me. They are safe. They are happy. I am present to this perfect experience. The more and more you do that, the greater amount of joy that you're going to feel in your heart. And the more you're going to see that loving your marriage is made up of those perfect moments and not being thrown off when you don't have those perfect moments, right? And then number seven, number seven is the idea that you're happy to be together. You cultivate the belief that you hit the jackpot with your husband, with your marriage, by the way that you think. This is something I actually got from one of my mentors who as a coach, she really intends for her clients to feel like they hit the jackpot. She talks about this all the time, that she spends time thinking about how can I create a winning the lottery experience for everyone that hires me? I love that so much. And let me tell you, I feel like I hit the lottery working with her. And The same can be true for you because at one point you did feel like you hit the lottery. At one point you did feel like your husband was literally a dream come true. I remember for me when I walked down the aisle and I saw my husband waiting there looking at me with so much love in his eyes, I was overwhelmed with gratitude, almost feeling 
unworthy of being that happy and that lucky in love. What about you? When was the last time you felt like you hit the lottery with your husband? That's part of the process of loving your marriage, of finding those moments and really, really soaking them in. All right. So where is your work? Let me review them again so you can identify the one that really stands out to you. Number one was you're committed to the marriage and you're not questioning if you're staying or leaving. Number two was you take the good with the bad and consciously decide to accept and love your husband. Number three is you recognize your differences and know how to work with them. Number four was you consciously choose to see the best in your husband and think positively about him. Number five is your marriage is a place where you embrace your own personal growth. Number six is you are present to the moments that are perfect and you soak up the joy. And number seven, you're happy to be together because it feels like you hit the jackpot. All right. So I want you to identify that one area that you're going to work on. And I want you to start by cultivating the thoughts and the beliefs that will help you experience a positive shift in that area. What would you have to think in order for you to achieve this idea? Right. So we can just start with the last one, like having the experience of being happy to be together and feeling like you hit the jackpot. You can literally just cultivate the belief. I hit the jackpot. I'm so lucky to have my husband. Literally, that's how you do it. Right. So whatever thoughts that you come up with that would support you and achieving that specific thing that you're working on, I want you to focus on three things. I want you to make this process simple for you. I want you to make it something that you do daily, and I want it to be something that's enjoyable. Why? Because we're building habits. Loving your marriage is not a one-and-done thing. It's something that you cultivate every single day, all the time. So you need a process that is simple, that's something you can do daily because you need to be cleaning out your brain and refreshing your mind daily. And it has to be enjoyable, right? So many times people think about, oh, the work of improving my marriage has got to be so hard and painful. No, it doesn't. Why not make it fun? Why not make it enjoyable? For me, I know There are times when I will just like create a love song playlist of songs that just either remind me of that fresh new love or that really get me into feeling so grateful about my husband. And I will just listen to those those songs and think about him, think so positively about him, cultivate joy and think about those perfect moments that we have together. You can do this too. This is the work of loving your marriage again, and it's available to you. 
And if you feel like you're at a place where you really want some one-on-one personal help with this, I invite you to apply to work with me through private coaching. I have a six-month coaching program where we will look at everything that's standing in the way of you loving your marriage. We will go through this list. We will identify what's the hardest thing for you. Where is your work? Where does your mindset need to change so that you can start feeling better? Because when you're feeling better, you show up so much better in your marriage. And when you show up better in your marriage, your marriage gets better. You and your husband are responding to each other, right? If one or both of you are elevating your thinking, elevating the way you interact with each other, your marriage is going to get better. There is no way it won't. I can help you do this. The way that you sign up to work with me is you go to my website. It's drshavon.com. There is a button that says work with me. You will click that button. You will schedule a complimentary call with me. You get my undivided attention to hear all that's happening for you. We will talk about what's not working and we will talk about what it would look like for your marriage to be amazing, for you to love your marriage. I will outline a step-by-step process of how we will get you there. So again, visit my website, drshavon.com. There is a button, work with me, and I will meet you on the other side. Until then, have an amazing, amazing week. And I'm excited for you to be in this process of truly, truly loving your marriage again. It is an amazing place to be. Talk to you soon. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.